0: Welcome back. This is part two of the holiday special with me and my siblings, and I can't wait for it. I hope you're up for it as well. We're going to get right into it with a discussion of one of the all-time video games. I want to move into the next section where we discuss an emblem of our childhood, which is, of course, Rock Band, the video game. Uh, We went off. It really defined our summer every single year, and... Whether we are ages range 18 to 24 or like 10 to 16, it didn't matter. We went hard. Uh, I will say Natalie had an annoying phase of only wanting to play two songs, which was uh, Train Kept a Rollin', the Aerosmith version, and Gimme Shelter. Both great songs, but Teenage Natalie was a little bit intimidating, and uh, that was probably the least fun phase of Rock Band Oh, I I've thought you were going to
1: say of your life. I was
0: like, <laughs> damn. No, I would say, I have to say probably, uh, I don't know, maybe the global pandemic phase.
1: Um, yeah, so Rock Band.
0: Yeah, well, the first thing I want to address is that Rock Band 2 was the main video game we played in the Rock Band series, because that was actually the first one we got. Uh, a lot of sleepers on the soundtrack. You had Alex Chilton, My Own Worst Enemy, Shackler's Revenge, Alabama Getaway, So Whatcha Want. I mean, so many good memories coming back. Uh, I think Robbie's version of Drain You by Nirvana is still one of my favorite songs to this day. So talk about standing the test of time. I'm going to go with Robbie's version of Drain You by Nirvana. Uh, Least favorite song to play? Ooh, either has to go to that one song, Lazy Eye, because it was so long and boring and just...
1: Is that by Silver Sun Pickups?
0: Oh yeah, 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 good call. That is it is by Silver Sun Pickups. Uh either that or Tangled Up in Blue by Bob Dylan. Both painful experiences. Ugh. You you
1: didn't mention um one of the sleepers so good. Lump.
0: Oh, Lump oh, is an absolute sleeper and so should be on the good. sleeper list.
1: Kids in America.
0: Kids
2: in America by the Muffs. What so you got? Good. American Woman. That's a classic. The middle, how could we forget? Of course. Um Psycho Killer. <laughs> shout out Lila clark Yeah, shout out Lila she had clark a great Riddell. performance of that song. Um, well, if you don't mind, Greg, I would actually like to move to... I think it was Rock Band 1, because we really can't talk about our rock band phase without mentioning the Say It Ain't So altered lyric. I don't know if any of you wants to take it from here. I'm probably not the person to tell I the story. I think you are the person I to tell the story. You. Well, Say It Ain't So is an excellent song by Weezer. And at one point, there's this one verse that goes, Dear Daddy, I write you something, something, something. I don't know the actual lyric, but the point is, is that we're playing rock band one morning, and Greg is on vocals, as usual. Yeah, I got
0: forced on vocals because (laughs) Natalie refused to ever be on vocals, so that meant we were switching off, and I would say we probably had about like a two-thirds, one-third I was saving
1: myself for this podcast. I've been singing a lot.
2: Yeah. So, anyways. That's fair. Anyways, Greg kind of just busts out out of nowhere. We get to this point in the song, and he goes, I'll never forget this. Dear daddy, I... Dear daddy, (laughs) I'll never forget this. Forget it. I'm doing doing great today. (laughs) I can't handle the pressure being on potty train me. Dear Daddy, my vagina itches. Please get me a back scratcher for Christmas. And I know what our listeners are wondering. No, those are not the real lyrics of the song. (laughs) But Greg decided to sing that for some reason anyway. So, of course, it just became a meme. Any other time we play that, those are the words we sang. And this is kind of a weird um, appendage to the story. But I remember one time, Greg... (laughs) (laughs) Greg's two friends were over, like, having a sleepover, and we were all playing rock band, and I was singing, and we picked Say So, and Greg kind of pulled me to the side, and he's like, hey, Robbie, like, you have to sing the real lyrics this time. <laughs> 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 apparently, oh, he didn't his <laughs> friends <laughs> thinking we were weird or something. So, that's probably the only time since the initial um, alteration of the lyrics that we have sang the original verse.
1: Yeah, like I said, I really tried to emphasize feminism when, uh, you know, showing my brothers how to live and going off to college. I really wanted to make sure that that they knew um, the female genitalia. I wanted them to know it by name. So
0: It really did prepare me it. well for when we had a karaoke machine at the house sophomore year, though, because... Saying It ain't So was actually one of the first songs I did on that machine with some of the uh, rugby team. Shout out, Roman Huerta, the boy. Um, yeah, that was a good time sophomore year. So uh,
1: That was a great story, Robbie. I didn't know that one.
2: Yeah, I didn't know the second part of it, at least the sleep. No, part. didn't know you were so
1: influenced.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, another great rock band memory is, well, just some context first. After you finish a song they'll show, like, each instrument the percentage of (laughs) notes that you made. So it'll be like, 87%. And then sometimes if you, like, performed well, they'll be like, (laughs) they'll say, like, 85-note streak or, like, leave a little message for you, like, awesome solo. And one time at the end of a song, I was on the drums and it told me, most ballsy. And I was like, wow. I can't believe it. I must have done something really good. So I asked Natalie, since she's like the expert, what does most ballsy mean? And she says, it means you suck.
1: Well, say longest streak if you have the longest streak. Most ballsy, most energetic are code for, yeah, you. Star power. Kept the band alive.
2: I had to learn that the hard way.
1: But in God. fairness, drums Are by far the hardest instrument On rock band And this is coming from someone Actually, as we record this episode It's sitting on my old snare drum This is coming from some, someone who played percussion In my junior high concert band Only to be uh, Kicked out For uh, refusing to come in at, in at lunch To learn how to read music So, Mr. Quick <laughs> like, Fuck you <laughs> to say that for a long time. Hey man, you can't alienate listeners like that. (laughs)
2: Now Mr. Quick's
0: fan base is gonna be pissed. Meanwhile, Trump supporters are still like listening every week though. All
1: the woodwinds in the back are like, you didn't hear that.
0: God, that fits you so nicely. Especially junior high you. Oh my God. Yeah, Rock Band was so fun. Uh, we had a lot of guest performances that were great. You mentioned American Woman by the Guess Who immediately makes me think of Grandpa Steve. Does it better than anybody else. Uh, Sophia, our t- cousin, uh, shout out Sophia. Dude, so many early shout outs today. It's great.
1: Yeah.
0: Are You Gonna Be My Girl? She was like screaming that shit at age And she 10. can
1: actually sing.
0: Yeah, no, she was actually yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think that I'm actually good on like a couple songs, but she's actually good on like all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, has Natalie ever sang? Like, I'm trying to think, is there, like, a memory of Natalie singing? It's funny.
1: I mean, well, here's the thing. It's not that I didn't want to sing. It's that I was training for guitar. Like, I wanted to be that girl who could go to anyone's house, whatever, pick up the guitar, and get 98% or above on expert on any song. Um... Maybe get most ballsy. (laughs) And, uh, long story short, I did. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are we not going to mention the most obvious shooting star? Oh, shooting star, Mike Silver. We Um, might just have to promote this episode with a little clip if we can find one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I just remember that, actually, your 21st birthday, Mm -hmm. uh, I came home from a dentist appointment in the morning, and I walk in, and it's you two and dad doing a rock band performance, and... It's Creep by Radiohead. And I just walk in through the garage, like set down a couple things, and he gets right into the climax of Creep. And he's just full on screaming, not necessarily hitting the note, but with the amount of passion he was exerting into it, you couldn't help but admire and respect it. So,
1: yeah, his song is Shooting Star by Bad Company. He also does a really excellent Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis.
0: Break on Through by the Doors. And he does an
1: excellent Break on Through by the Doors. So those are kind of his three songs. I mean, he loves music, knows all the songs, but those are the three where he really shines. Um, our good family friend Sally Hosley was present during one of his renditions of Shooting Star and uh, she screamed in response. As she should. Yeah, she should. It's a lot. This household is a lot. Yeah.
0: This is probably the quietest we've ever been. I don't know from your point of view with your fancy little AirPods on, uh, if you would agree, everybody, but who knows? Uh, Yeah, I know. Rock bands. a lot of good memories. White Wedding, another classic that we couldn't just like ignore in this whole process. Um, Remember when we failed on Everlong with like 10 seconds to go in the song? We were just like hoping the timer didn't run out on us. Cause I think yeah. you were trying expert and then like failed out or something. And I couldn't say well, the you thing is whatever. with rock
1: band, we've been alienated all listeners at this point. The thing with rock band is that it gets to a point when you're going on your, your world tour. I mean, you do it obviously by regions first, you start at small gigs then then you go to larger gigs, then you go by state, then by region, then countries. When you finally do your world tour at the end, they start making you go to different um, difficulty levels so once they're making you do hard on drums, it's all of us. I mean, that's just hard. That shit's hard. So we kind of had to plateau, but we unlocked most of the songs. Um, I wanted to mention Tom Sawyer. And oh. Greg has a good version of that that I'd like him to talk about now.
0: Oh, you would. Uh, okay, well, anyway, um, there was an incident where...
1: <laughs> Wait, actually, maybe we shouldn't
0: No, say No, no, this. no, it's okay. It's no? okay. There was an incident where... Our neighbors were playing hide-and-seek, and I guess we were gone, and, like, you know, our neighbor, whose name is Sawyer, uh, he's hiding near our house while he's playing a nice game of neighborhood hide-and-seek, and our dog, who was very protective of the house, just got really, really riled up, and I think scared the kid off to the point where we had to have a conversation between the parents.
1: By the way, boutique Portuguese water dog. Go on. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so one day, the song comes on in the car, and me, sitting in the back seat, feeling the need to interject, as I do because I'm annoying, was just like, it's Sunday morning and Theo seems fine, but he sees Sawyer playing outside. And I think it was a pretty good rewrite, because it was a Sunday that this occurred on. It's a great rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. So I really took that 14% chance it was going to be a Sunday and uh, took advantage of did it. Did you really just do that calculation? In your oh, yeah. One in seven? Yeah. I'm done. Okay. Um, well, don't be done yet because we have a little bit more to get to. Before we jump off of Rock Band, is there any, anything else you want to talk about with Rock Band?
2: Um, Steve Silver also did a great rendition of Pinball Wizard. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. have to mention
1: that. Um. um, well, I mean, it's just like interesting that no one's shouted out me for actually becoming really good at guitar, um, but we can't let that go. Well, we only shout out the memes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just remember we spent a lot of time syncing it. This is just so the technology is still so archaic, right? That like. Oh, God. What, like, RTV was more high tech than the software in the uh, computer game or video game. And so we'd have to sync it manually. And, like, I'd be there, like, playing the notes and be like, okay, strum when you see it. And it would be, like, strumming way after it would go through the thing.
0: Yeah, uh, the singing was, like, four seconds behind. Yeah, uh, but we did it. No, we did it. We did it. Um oh, God. We got to play Rock Band this break. We will. I mean, there's Out so much the to do. I know you guys are really busy with a lot of social plans. And by the way, I just want to circle back to the movie theater thing real quick. I'm glad that we were obnoxious in the movie theaters because we took advantage of that opportunity
2: while we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you better believe if movie theaters ever reopen, we're yelling loud and proud at those rankings. Oh, can't
0: tell you how good it's going to feel to just patiently sit there, wait for that first preview, and then go,
1: three! <laughs> Yeah, so anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I already mentioned we are some competitive freaks. Uh, I fouled Robbie out in a game of pickup basketball. Must have been super serious. Um, so we're all horrible losers. Is that fair to say? I mean, even like Sorry and Clue get really intense in this house. But who's the least bad?
2: Because I think you can make a case for each of us.
1: Ooh. Mm. That's we're
2: tough. all different. Is it fair to say that Natalie is the worst tie?
0: <laughs> oh, she's definitely the worst tie. Like a tie, like a, I'm not like happy with a tie, but like I'm not angry about it.
2: I imagine you're kind of like the same yeah, way. Yeah, I remember Natalie one time told me I would rather lose than tie because at least there's closure. Wow, so. that
0: is goddamn poetic. Thank you.
2: Well, they do say a tie is like kissing your sister. But when your sister is Natalie Silver, (laughs) it's more like a loss. (laughs) I had you guys there for a second.
1: I thought you were going to say the opposite. Um, (laughs) Hey, Rob, you know what? Line up. Line up. There are a lot of people who would love to give me a big old smooch, including most of Greg's friends.
0: Oh, okay. That's news to me. Uh, Yeah, I would say the least bad loser... You know, I honestly might make a case for Robbie here, because it's definitely not you. That's a
1: hot take. (laughs) No,
0: it's a really hot take, and I think it's fair to say that I've endured the most losing in my lifetime. No,
1: that's not fair to say. How
0: many games in high school sports did you lose? Like, four?
1: How many fans did I have? Like, four? And by I, I mean the entire women's athletic program you at least had people showing up to your games what
0: does that have to do with being like a win or or loss is
1: more than the scoreboard it's about the experience
0: okay
1: this is why why it's not
0: you at all Uh, i have endured probably the most losing of the three of us in competition playing basketball and all that Uh, however i think robbie because of his more quiet and uh dare i say well-controlled nature that he just doesn't explode in the same way that he used to. Like if he gets really bummed, I think he internalizes it. Yeah, a little he's bit a more. silent
1: sufferer. It's horrible. It's like you know, um, in Harry Potter when he drinks the Horcrux and he's like dying inside. Yeah, Chalice. <laughs> yeah, that's Robbie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he uh, Robbie, would you care to? You know, do you agree? I mean, wow, okay. This got
1: it's got answer. really dark. Natalie, you're the best loser. I think uh, I am.
2: No, she's not. I don't know. It de- I think not to be like the super like academic guy here, but it really just depends on the circumstance and it's hard to do a definitive answer when there's so many external factors.
1: Hey, you know you guys, we'd love your opinion. You can write in, you can leave a big boy comment or a big boy question at potty me.com. that's p-o-d-d-y-t-r-a-i-n-m-e dot c-o-m and we would love think, to I, hear I people know to <laughs> com. and we would love to hear um, if you guys have any experiences with any of the silvers winning or losing if it's a story about winning you're most likely talking about me and if it's a story about losing it's probably about one of my brothers so you're so...
0: admitting <laughs> that you have a nice fair share of winning in your sporting career yeah
1: okay uh
0: Next, well, Robbie, now correct me if I'm wrong, but you've done Every Slap Tells a Story multiple times now, have you? I have. Okay, well, we're going to do a little bit of a variation. Okay. Instead, we're going to do Does It Slap? Because in the same way that we debated the childhood TV show theme songs, I want to debate some songs about whether or not they slap. Okay, fair enough. You guys in? Yes, sir. I'm in. Let's get it. Okay, first one. It's the one you all knew was going to be on here because it is heavily controversial. Love song by Sarah Bareilles. Does it slap, Robbie? Why don't you
2: go first? I've been consistent on this thought throughout my whole life. Yes, it does slap. It's a great song. It's emotionally impactful, and sometimes I listen to it when I'm down. Feeling a little angsty and it lifts lose. my spirits that way
1: yeah the song sucks it doesn't slap and here's the thing a slap doesn't have to be a good song actually in most cases it's not usually a good song um it's actually very rare that a song both slaps and is structurally and lyrically and musically good this song sucks in all uh all dimensions in all ways, and it's not catchy it's not good it's boring and it sucks.
0: Okay, well, first of all, someone doesn't appreciate the value of Nostalgia because it does slap. On top of it being a slapper, doesn't it just take you back to, like, good old 2007? No,
1: because I never listened to it, because it sucks.
0: Okay, but it was, like, a huge song. It's not like you chose to listen to it, but it was ubiquitous.
1: I mean, I've said all I have to say.
0: It definitely slaps, and uh reason I put this one first is because Robbie and I both know that if you... Put a few beverages in Natalie Silver, she will all of a sudden change her mind and be like, okay, no, it's actually, like, it's actually pretty <laughs> good. Uh, live exposure, sorry, not sorry, but love song slaps, and I think there's nothing more to say.
1: Let's go on to the next.
0: Okay, next one. Um, what makes you beautiful, One Direction? Natalie, you go first now.
1: Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to be a villain because this song sucks too, and it doesn't slap. It's not catchy. It's boring. It's very bubblegum, very kind of, um, I like a lot of really bad songs and I think a lot of really bad songs slap, but this is not, we cannot dignify this song with a slap. Greg or Robbie.
2: Yeah. I'm going to have to side with Natalie here. I do not think this song slaps. It might be the most famous one direction song and one direction is kind of an annoying boy band from our era. So once again, maybe I'm letting my inner biases show here, but I've never really experienced any sort of enjoyment or euphoria after listening to this song. So I cannot say that it slaps. Sorry, Harry Styles. <laughs> well, we actually have a little
0: bit of consensus here because I will also say that it doesn't slap. I think if it comes on in the right situation it can be like kind of fun and something i can tolerate you know whatever but also if we're just going to talk about one direction alone like one direction has songs that slap harder than that one so i know that was like their big song uh one direction is also in one of the great commercials of our childhood with drew Brees, pepsi commercial oh, yeah. robbie and i look forward to always seeing that one when it resurfaced on tiktok a couple months ago big highlight of the day uh yeah i i don't think it slaps So we can all agree on that one. All right, case closed. Uh, I'll start on this one. Drew Barrymore by Bryce Vine. It's a bop. (laughs) However, it does not slap. Uh, Definitely has a lot of elements of a guilty pleasure, though. Uh, One time we played it in the car, and our dad was just not having it, and then I tried to convince him that Bryce Vine was a relative of Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones to see if that would change his opinion. And he actually didn't budge whatsoever, but it would have been really funny if he did. And uh, it almost kind of worked. Anyway, Robbie, what do you think about
2: Drew Barrymore? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you, Greg. Um, I I think it's a bop as well, not a slap. I think the great part about the whole Keith Richards situation was that that actually did believe for a second that he was, in fact, related to Keith Richards, but props to him for standing his ground and maintaining the same opinion. Nat?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, but the song slaps. Shut up. It does. This song is not good. It's a horrible song, but it's so good. It's
0: just so good. <laughs> and she just <laughs> lost all her credibility. I'm just saying,
1: like, sometimes when I hear this song, I'm like, jealous of the people who will just put it on their playlist and not think twice about it. Like every time I listen to the song, I'm like, Natalie, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. The song sucks, but that's how, you know, it's a slap because it hits you every time. Okay. Yeah. That's the, that
0: is true that there is a little bit of,
1: yeah, there's some intangible
0: value to what slaps and what doesn't. Sometimes you just know, uh, we're going to take it back a few decades actually. And Robbie, we'll start with you. With Rod Stewart's
2: Maggie Mae. Oh, absolutely, Slaps. It's a great song. It's a classic. Rod Stewart, he's an icon. I mean, what's not to love?
1: That song. Are you saying oh! it doesn't slap? I don't think it slaps. I think it's a good song. I think that if we're looking at Rod Stewart's song, I actually don't know a lot of his solo work, but I'm, I'm thinking of Faces. Stay With Me is way better. I even like Ooh La La.
0: Ula La is good. I like Stay With Me too. Stay With Me slaps. Uh, Maggie May is both a slap and a banger in my book. I think when we've been locked down in this pandemic, uh, me and my housemates really appreciate Maggie Mae. So I don't know what it is about it, but it just, it really hits, you know? I mean, like, you stole my heart. That's a pain I can do without, you know? It's just Oh God, he really just, he gets into the weeds of a complex relationship Sorry, I'm just being Robbie now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it slaps. It definitely slaps. Um, last one, Nat, I'll start with you. Finally. Gooba. Okay,
1: hold on. <laughs> You're there, I'm the, <laughs> Aha! Ah. So, Takashi69 is so hot. And he is so attractive to me. And for that reason, I'll say it slaps.
2: Takashi six nine not only deserves the humanitarian of the year award, sexiest man alive, but he's also a musical genius. And there is no song that is more evident in than his masterpiece "Gooba." I could listen to this for hours on end and not once get tired of it. Um, the only thing better than the actual song itself is his TikTok videos of him singing the song which I guess was also his music video with him like in rainbow paint and um, like girls dressed in like every color of on the spectrum and it's kind of scary but it's also like it gets you you know so you're saying it slaps so yes uh, in conclusion Gooba (laughs) slaps
1: Just use that excerpt. No one is an
0: island. No one stands alone. Unless you're me right now. Uh, look. Gooba he set us up. <laughs> is... Like, it, it definitely... Like, it fucking sucks. It's like... <laughs> it sucks, but let me just say this. It is so fucking funny. Like, it is so funny. Everything about 6 9 to me... Good old Daniel Hernandez... Like...
1: That's what adds to his appeal,
0: though. Oh, no. He's totally appealing. I'm... I stand 6 9 all day. I mean, everything about him, just, like, his morals, his looks, his music.
1: You guys are... Tri- like, when I said that he's hot, I wasn't joking.
0: I Neither was I. Yeah. What makes you think I'm joking? Anyway, uh, Gooba, you know, I just think, lyrically, it's a little bit too complex for me. And I wish that it was a little bit simpler and just kind of something I could... Jam along to in the car, you know, la-di-da-di-da. So it doesn't slap, but, like, it's so funny. But,
1: like, if you compare that to Drew Barrymore, like, Gooba is so much of a better song than Drew Barrymore. I can't tell you why. It's just so deranged that it's, like, funny.
0: Okay, so, listeners, if you weren't already lost about what is sarcastic and what's not, I'm right there with you at this point. (laughs) Uh, Wow, guys, we've made it, like, an hour, and it's been massively successful, bigly successful, successful. (laughs) but they love us. All good things must come to an end. It is that time of the show. Mm. Shout out to Natalie. I want to let you go first because this is your first shout out on potty train me. Uh,
1: Yeah. And you know, I'll never top melatonin. So, uh, you know, part of me wants to do a shout out to like one of the many people that's annoying me right now. Um, I have fantasies about going on Conan and talking about all the people who have fucked me over or annoyed me. Um, but well, I it's think not dark. I, uh, no, 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 Greg, Greg, Greg. Um, I mean, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it real with the potty train me family, and I just want to say shout out to anyone who's made it this far in the episode and who's tolerated us and who's listened. Um, it's really cool that you are supporting such a young project that has so much potential and is going to do great things. And um, yeah, I know that it's like, you know, it's niche. It's a deep track right now, but one of these days it's going to be fucking huge. It's going to be Gooba or (laughs) Drew Barrymore (laughs) or maybe even love song, but that would kind (laughs) of suck. So um, yeah, thank you guys for listening.
0: That's very sweet. I appreciate that. And if, like she said, if you're still listening, I appreciate you. Uh, I would just like to say shout-out to comedian Jordan Firstman because 2020 has sucked, and he's been one of the very few bright spots of 2020. His ideas for different impressions are so out there, and he's hilarious. Uh, a few notable impressions of his are impression of a mirror during therapy, someone getting a COVID no swab test, If I ever have kids and my teenage daughter tells me I'm not cool. A white person at a protest who can't chant on the beat. (laughs) That's the best one. Banana Bread's publicist. Children's cereal. Someone who needs glasses to see their home workout, but their glasses keep fogging up. And so many others. Uh, Check him out on Instagram at JT Firstman. And maybe your secrets can get shared with the world. So
1: If you see one, if you see him post a secret about toothbrushing... I'll just I'll just leave it there. You know what I mean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um is it my turn? Yeah it's your well, turn. Well I'm gonna change pace a little bit. I wanna give my shout out to American Ninja Warrior champion Daniel Gill. This guy is a generational talent. <laughs> superb athlete. Um, He is a multifaceted man. Not only does he climb around the course, he's also in a Christian rock band, and his positive attitude um, is an inspiration to our youth. He always has a smile on his face, and I just have to respect that. I have to respect his optimism, and I'm wishing him and his wife, Abby, luck as they embark on their reproductive journey, <laughs> and I hope that they can meet their goal of having six beautiful children, um, and I also would like to say that Daniel Gill has beautiful black curly hair, as well as his wife. <laughs> I that was
1: going somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> No. And he is a wonderful athlete.
0: Wow, extensive and really generous shout out on Daniel Gill. Daniel Gill is a freak on the ninja course, and I mean that in the best possible way. And I'll
1: tell you what, he's not a freak (laughs) at.
0: no, 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 no. (laughs) Daniel Gill is a champion for a reason. And honestly, Robbie, that's such a nice note to end things on. Robert and Natalie Silver, thanks so much for your time.
1: Hey, thanks, big boy.
2: Thanks, Greg. Also, a big thank you
0: to our 110 regular listeners. You guys rock. Uh, Nat and Rowe, I think you may have earned yourselves another appearance down the line because even if I wanted to get rid of you, I couldn't. So I would love that. I
2: Anytime, love that. hit me up.
0: Oh, absolutely. And if you listen to this episode, thanks so much. Happy holidays from my family to yours. Stay safe, wear a mask, and most of all, appreciate the people and things that you do have these moments mean a lot more when you're present because if your heart is nowhere in it i don't want it for a minute either of you know what that's from is that from boyfriend it's from love song by sarah Borellas. which slaps <laughs> boom that'll do it we're out of here peace love see ya <laughs>